Lord and give him praise. Amen. Oh, have mercy. So is this going to interfere with the service? This is the service. We come to worship. We come to be in his presence. We come to sing. We come to love on him. And it gets tweeter and tweeter and tweeter. When he goes to loving on us. Amen. Take your Bibles and turn. I'm going to give you the abbreviated version. I think. I'm going to try. Amen. Isaiah. Isaiah chapter number 58 and 59. Uh, boy, it's good to be in the house. Amen. I tell you, it's good to be in God's house when God's children is there, but it's good to be in God's house when the owner shows up. That's really good. Amen. Isaiah 58 and uh, 59. We're, we are uh, going to look at just a couple verses that God's put on my heart and share with me. And uh, it's kind of taking a little bit of twist of what I, I, I really thought that God was trying to bring out, but that's okay. Uh, God knows what we need to hear. And I'm glad even if it's mixed up in my brain, he gets it right once it comes out. Amen? He, he's good that way. Isaiah, Isaiah 58, we're going to read in verse 3. Uh, just take one verse there and, and then go over in verse chapter 59 and read two verses. Uh, Isaiah 53 in verse 3. Have you found your spot? Say amen. Or 58 in verse 3. Did I say 53? All right, forget that. Amen. Everything I say after that will be right today. Amen. 58 verse 3. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Question mark. Question mark. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? This is, this is God's, God's people rebutting what God is trying to tell them. God is trying. He has sent the prophet Isaiah to open their eyes, to show them where they were really standing with God, uh, to show them where their relationship was with him at the time. And yet they came back with questions. Isn't it amazing how we can be sitting in a church service and God will just get down right and come right down our aisle, sit right in our lap, and show us exactly who we are, what we are, and what we need, but we'll say, but God. Like he don't really know us or something. The God who knows every hair on our head, he was there when we were born, and if the Lord tarries his coming, he's already been there the day we leave this earth. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and we're going to question him. Well, God, we're going to church. We're, we're fasting and we're, we're doing all this stuff. Why aren't you paying attention? That's, what that's the question they're asking. You see, because they had, they had, turned, they had turned a ritual into a routine. What started out a religion, it began a ritual, then it become routine. And they forgot all about the relationship. And you see, they got real good at going to church, but they got real bad at taking church home with them. And they became one thing on Sunday and another thing on Monday. Preach it, Bishop, preach it. Do we not have an, listen, an epidemic in America 
of Christians, so-called Christians, who will show up on Sunday and sing as loud as a mockingbird and go to work on Monday with a totally different attitude. Well, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. God has gotten sick and tired of his people, his children, leading a double life, listen, having a double standard, and going to church and going through the ritual, but because the ritual had become routine, the nation of Israel could not even see their own condition. And that's why they were telling God, hey, we're doing all the religious stuff. Why don't you hear us? Amen. He answers. Don't ask God a question if you don't want to answer. Because in chapter 59, verse 1, this is so good. Behold, wait a minute. That's what that means. In your Alabama concordance. Wait just a minute. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities, your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he, say it with me say it again Father in Jesus name help us to preach the truth in Jesus name help us to stay scripturally correct I pray your will be done in Jesus name we pray Amen, Amen did we have any first timers today? If you're here today and you're a first-time attendant, you filled out one of those prayer request cards, we would love to take that up. We would love to pick that up. I think we've got some right there in the middle, right over here. All right, all right. Hey, let's give our first-timers a hand today. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We're glad that you're here. Thank God for you. Isaiah 58. We find God is laying down the judgment. He is laying down the charges against his people and they come back with a rebuttal saying, hey, we're still going to church. Hey, we're still going through the rituals. We're still doing that fasting thing. And here we are. We're not eating dinner and we're not doing these things. And yet you won't pay us any attention. What in the world is going on? You see, because when we stray away from God, stuff starts happening, don't it? Stuff starts happening. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Uh, 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 he will get our attention. And, and, and they, they begin to find out that, that things were not working right and things were not growing right and things were not going the way they thought it ought to go. They did not have the blessings from God that they used to have. They didn't have the favor of God on them like they used to have. They didn't have sweet fellowship like they used to have. But they were still going to church. They were still fasting and doing all that stuff. And they said, what in the world is going on? And God is saying, hey, watch this. Why aren't you blessing us? Why aren't you helping us? Man, when I look at America, when I look at the condition of our country, when I look around and see, sometimes I got to wonder, God, what is going on? 
when I see our churches crumbling and I see our Christians that are fighting and fussing and carrying on, having a church split over the color of the carpet and all kind of other foolishness, I got to say, God, what is going on? When I look around at the agendas of wickedness in our country and it seems like the Christian voice is getting silent and the Christian voice is getting squelched and the Christian voice is getting turned away, I got to say, God, what is going on? But God is saying, I want everybody to know, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. God is still able. God still can. God is still powerful. He's the same God that brought the nation of Israel out of Egypt. He's the same God that crossed the Red Sea. He's the same God that brought water out of a rock. God can. He's the same God that dropped the walls of Jericho. He's the same God that fed a manna from heaven and quailed knee-deep all they could eat, all they wanted to eat. He brought them across the desert with no fast food, no place to hay. They did not. Their clothes never rotted off their back. They never missed anything. A cloud by day and a fire by night. A God who can do it all. A God who can feed you when you're hungry. A God who can give you water when you're thirsty. A God who can put an arm around you when you're scared. A God who can calm the storm in your sea. I'm telling you, God can. God can. We go through situations we don't understand. We go through situations we can't figure out. And sometimes it seems like God has gone on vacation. When I look at the politics and when I look at the economy, I think, where in the world is God? And God is saying all along, I'm still here. I'm still powerful. I still can. There's nothing impossible to me. Wow. I was cramping real bad before the service, and they said, eat mustard. That stuff's powerful. Amen. I believe I'm going to buy a case. Amen. God can. Can you imagine this all up in the Presbyterian church about 6 o'clock tonight? Woo! I'm taking my mustard with me. Amen. God can. They're saying, God, why don't you do something? He said, first off, let me clear the air. Let me clear this situation out so everybody can understand something. It's not that I can't. My hand is not short and it cannot save. Y'all know he's the same God today as he was yesterday. He's the same God, Brother Kendrick, who spoke this whole world into existence. Boom, and there it was there. God can. Friday, I was going to a ball game. My, my child, uh, uh, Brother Eric's or Coach, they had like 172 games on Friday and Saturday. I don't know what it was. It was tournament. It was all day. I'm talking about all It's the one I don't look like a raccoon today with my sunglasses on in that heat. It's, I'm, I'm tired just thinking about it. And I, I can't imagine how they felt playing in it all day. And I was going Friday, and, uh, and, and, and I, my, I got my, my wife's vehicle. My wife's vehicle has got ball tires. I'm talking about onion, buddy. I'm talking slick tires. And my wife's figured out so far, uh, it took a while, but she's figured out that nagging me don't help. It don't do anything. I, I, it just, it's like I, got, I have, a, I have a, a nagging sensor in my brain that just shuts everything down when the nagging starts. I don't know what it is. But she don't do that anymore. And, and, and she, but she has become very smart. This woman is so wise. She is so subtle and devious, this woman is. 
And she said, she said, honey, I need to borrow your truck because I'm going to. And I, I, I should have known right off the bat that what she had to pick up, she could have picked up in her vehicle. She said, baby, I need to borrow your truck. Can you just take mine? I said, sure, ain't no problem. I got it, man, that thing, I said, great. I, got, I looked at them, I said, man, man, these things are bald. I got back home and, and I said, baby, I said, man, your tires are bald. She says, you think? Smart, Ellie. She could have just said, well, you know, I, I saw that too. She, no, she couldn't do that. I was sitting at the, I was sitting at the, at the red light and, uh, and right there at Good Hope. And I was going to the game. I, and I'm telling you, my, my hand on, I don't even know what hand to put on there, but my hand on the Bible, I, I'm telling you the God's honest truth. I, the, the, this is exactly how, I, I'm not embellishing this none. Y'all think I make some of this stuff up, but if you just go with me during the day, y'all know I'm telling the truth about all the stuff that happens to me. It happens just like I tell you. But we were sitting there, we were sitting there, uh, 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 we, me and the Holy Ghost, we were sitting there at the, at the, the red light, and I, got, I was just thinking, I was just thinking, man, I got bald tires. I'm going to have to get some tires for this thing. But I'm broke. So I, you know, I'm thinking, Lord, and it, and, it, and it crossed my mind how many times I just prayed for God to do something for me, and he done it. He just, he just done it. And I thought, you know what? I'll do that for these tires. And I'm thinking this. I didn't say it out loud. I didn't. Our Father, I need some fire stones. Lord Jesus, please. If thou can come from heaven and bring, you know, I didn't do none of that. I'm sitting at a red light, and I'm thinking, I need some tires. And God, I'm broke. I turn from the red light, and I go up, and it's out there at Good Oak, because they got a field behind the, 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 the school, and then they got the, the main, and I went to the wrong one, as usual. And I turned around, and this is about four or five minutes after I'm at the red light, thinking about this, my phone rings. I answer the phone. My friend calls me, he says, you ain't going to believe it. And usually when they tell you that, don't believe it. He says, you ain't going to believe it. I said, believe what? What happened? He says, you ain't going to believe it. A check came in. I said, what? He said, yeah, that person that was supposed to send a check four or five months ago, they, they, they sent a check, it's in. I said, you're right. I don't believe it. They sent the money. Are y'all understanding me? I done chopped it away. I done said, I ain't never going to see that again. It's, that's going to be charity. It's a done deal. They done quit. It's, it's over. I'm telling you, five minutes after I thought about some tires, God said, watch this. Now, here's the deal. This is my routine. I don't know how y'all do it, because y'all are a lot spiritual to me, but that's how I do it. I'm conniving. I'm trying to figure it out. All right, I got this problem. I got this situation. I got this need. I'm trying my best. What can I do? Can I, can I sell a dog? Can I rent out a child? I mean, can I just send Tammy out to labor? I don't, I, I'm trying to all this. When God is saying, hey, my hand is not shortened. Call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Man, the Bible is so true. We have not because we ask not. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Are y'all with me today? 
God is saying this. He said, listen, I need everybody to know. You're asking me why this ain't happening. I'll tell you, it ain't because I can't. I love that kind of confidence. Y'all ever watch Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris does not mow his grass. He dares it to grow. Chuck Norris can kick himself in his own back of his head. Say amen. Chuck Norris is bad. I don't care what none of y'all people say. Uh, Steven Seagal, Steven Seagal. He can't wipe the sweat off Chuck Norris's face. Say amen right there. Bless God. And that dude you're talking about, Carla, J- Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer. Chuck Norris. I was watching... Walker, Texas Ranger. You know that real good quality show? This old guy brought him and had shackles all over him. I mean, had him chained up. You know, Chuck Norris right behind him with his cowboy hat on. They put him in that cell. He's all chained up. I was watching. I tell you what you do. I, I, he's just a jaw and just... Chuck standing there. If I wasn't in all these chains and I'd tell you what I'd do, I'd tear your head off. Nah, 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 nah. Old Chuck says, take the chains off. And I look at the chain man standing there. He never moves. Chuck Norris said, that's what I thought. <laughs> I've always wanted to be bad enough. Are y'all with me? Can anybody relate to this? Bad enough not to have to do it, but just say, that's what I thought. He's saying, I ain't going to whoop you, but it ain't because I can't. Amen. You know what God is saying? Hey, it ain't your needs aren't being met, not because I can't. This situation you're in, it's not because I can't do something about it. My hand is plenty powerful to do whatever you need. Y'all see what he's saying to him? It's not that he can't. You see, there is a help that's possible. There is a help that's possible. And there is a hope that's personal. There's a hope that's personal. You see, God did not send the prophet Isaiah to the nation of Israel because he was mad at him. I'm telling you, one of the sweetest revelations I ever got, maybe in my ministry, was last Sunday at the third service. You know, I, I'm preaching, and you know, I've always heard it preached my whole life with David. Bless God, Nathan was in his face. Thou art the man. You know, and, and, and that God's mad at David. In that kind of way you 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 foresee it, you know, because every preacher I've you know he's the man, he's the prophet getting in his face, and you're the sinner. But God just showed me something a little different. He just showed me a little different. He he said, "Look, David was a man after God's own heart. If there was anybody on the planet that knew about a close personal." intimate relationship with God it was David 
if there was ever anybody on the planet that was a friend to God, it was David. And here we are. Some, some scholars, some Bible scholars say it's up to two years that David has been separated out of fellowship with God because of his sin. God said it wasn't because I was mad at him. I was missing my friend. Y'all ain't getting it. Fundamentalists will have you believe that God is this up in heaven waiting to throw lightning bolts. Just, just mess up. Come on, make my day. I'm watching way too much TV. These things are just coming to my head. and I, It's that mustard, y'all. I ain't taking that no more before I preach God is not in heaven mad at you. He's a friend that's missing his friend. How do you know that? I got a verse for you. The Bible says, the Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7. No, no, let me back up. Psalms 34, 15. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. And his ears are open unto their cry. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are upon those. He's running to and fro. And he's seeking whom he can show himself strong on the behalf of those that love him. God wants to bless his children. God wants to do good. God wants to bless. And as a matter of fact, he told the nation of Israel, as long as you obey me, as long as you follow me, man, I'm going to bless you more than you can even stand. I'll keep diseases off of you, and I'll pour blessings on you. Just follow me, and man, I tell you what, this is going to be some kind of ride. And you know what? As long as they did, he did. As long as they followed, he blessed. As long as they were obedient, he poured out blessings upon them. Do you realize you're the same way? How many of y'all, how many of y'all, and I'll, 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 I'll illustrate this. How many of y'all have children? Raise your hand. Don't you want to do good for them? How, how, how many grandparents in here? Any grandparents? Raise your hand, grandparents. Raise it real high. Grandparents. Uh-huh. Y'all remember what I said? Grandchildren is God's gift for not killing your own children. They say, they say grandchildren are cool. That's because you send them home, amen? But children you got to keep. I was at the ball field. I was at the ball field yesterday. It was hot, great day in the morning. It was burning up. We're sitting at the ball field, and this little fella come up. He's about that big. God is my witness. I'd take him home. I'd kidnap him, but I'd, they'd put me in jail. I got four girls, man. I need some help. And he was, he's a little guy. He's about the same height as Tucker Brack, about the same height. And son, he was a cowboy to the bone. He had his pants tucked in like Andy Griffith. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Son, he soldered up. And he was all over the place. But he soldered up. And his mama, hey, we were sitting on bleachers. She was sitting right in front of me. His mama was sitting right there. And his nana was sitting right there. Well, son, he soldered up. He looked like a mini-me John Wayne. He walked right up to his mama and said, Mama, I need your sunglasses. 
And you know what he got? Nothing. You ain't getting my sunglasses. But see, somebody else heard him. Guess who heard him? Ne baby, come right. Now, Nana's sunglasses were ten times as expensive as her sunglasses. But guess what Nana done? That's a funny... I said, Nana, I ain't sure, but I have a sneaking suspicion you ain't never seeing them glasses again. Coolest kid on the whole playground, amen. But you know what? She had the ability. She met his need. Not his need, but his desire. Now, how much greater is your father which art in heaven? You know what God is saying? Y'all got issues. You sure do. You have issues. And they stuff that ain't going like you want it to go in your life. But it's not because I can't. Because there's a help that's possible. And it's not because I don't want to. There's a hope that's personal. I have a personal God who knows every hair on my head. And it's his, it's his desire for me to enjoy my life. But, but, my hand is not short and it cannot save. My ear is not heavy and it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. You see, there's a hope that's possible. There's a, or excuse me, there's a help that's possible. There's a hope that's personal. But there's a hindrance that's preventable. There's a hindrance that's preventable. You see, in order to have the favor of God, you must be in fellowship with God. Y'all with me? Say, well, what is, what is, just exactly what is favor? Favor is sitting at a red light thinking about tires, and three minutes later, the phone rings. Do I need to draw a picture? And that's just one of tons of things. Just, just I, I don't even have time to go in the favor of God. You can't explain it. You can't, it's, it's just what we need right now. Man, if there's ever a time that God's children needed the favor of God, it's right now. In this economic climate, in this spiritual climate of the world we're living in, man, we need the anointing of God. I tell you this, Satan's been doing everything he can to get to me. Our church is growing. There is an energy that's here. There is an excitement that's here. There are, there are baby Christians that are growing and maturing and developing, and they're getting dangerous to the devil and his agenda. Well, see, he's going to attack you, but he's really going to attack me. 
if there's ever been a time, I'm telling you, I've been experiencing just physical attacks, spiritual, mentally, temptation like you would not believe. Boy, if there's ever been a time in my life that I need the favor of God, it's right now. But you see, you can't have favor without fellowship. Well, let's all have fellowship with God. Okay. Here's the requirement. Here's the requirement. God is light. And in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with Him. Are y'all with me? Well, preacher, I don't do much wrong. See, that? That's, there's your problem. You see, God is light. The problem is not that most Christians are wanting to go hang out at the juke joint and wanting to go to a, a strip bar, and they're not, it's not that they're going hanging out and robbing banks and stuff. They're not walking in the dark. They just don't mind the stroll in the shade. Am I right? Most of our church members are not going out and doing stuff like this. But there's little bitty things that's causing static in the line. And God said, your, your, your sins are separating you. See, separating is no fellowship. And without that fellowship and that closeness with God, we're not going to have favor. We, you with me? So what do we do? In that same chapter I was quoting about God is light, in that same chapter it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen, our sins, our iniquities, our, our issues in our life may have separated us from God so that we're not having His favor, so we don't have His hand in our life. And, and we, 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 God is having to turn His ear from our cry. But if we'll confess that and make that right. I wanted to... Usually, I, I'm trying to be as specific as I can. I'm trying to be as specific as I can because I want everybody to get it, you know. And I was gonna, I was gonna make a list of sins, you know, what 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 I'm seeing in in the church and what I'm seeing in the in the nation and and things that. But but you know what? God wouldn't let me do that. You know why? Because I said, well, God, I want them to know what they're doing. He said, they know what they're doing. He said, you don't need to tell them because while, I, while you're preaching, I'm talking. And the whole time I'm talking from the pulpit, he's talking to your heart. And from the time I started, he's already told you what you need to come up here and throw away. The Bible says casting all your care. All your care. I love that verse. I looked at that word casting. It means... Throw out and say it with me. You know what we do, though? We have a habit of. We come to the altar and tell God about it, and then we get back in our pocket and take it back to the pew. It's time to let it go. Casting. Casting what? All you care. Two, two English words in that same verse. Casting all you care upon him for he, for he cares for you. Two, two English words, same word, but two different Greek words. When you take your Strong's Concordance and look it up, 
You see, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. And there's two different Greek words. The first word, care, uh, casting all your care, if you look that word up, it means distresses, difficulties, things that bother you. Those things that's keeping you up at night. Those things that's, that's making you cry. Those things that's worrying you to death. Those things that you just can't fix on your own. He said, give it to me. For he careth. You know what that word means? I may have a fit right here on this platform, right here. In plain terminology, this is what it means. It matters to him. Most of us growing up, we go to church, and this is our image of God in heaven. He's made everything, spun the world, got it going, now he's watching it all happen. But that's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible cares that I got bald tires. How do you know that? Because four or five minutes after I thought about it, the check come in. Oh, that's just a coincidence. Yeah, that's why yours going to stay bald. Now, I'm not the smartest knife in the drawer. I'm not, I, I, I'm not the sharpest knife. I'm not, I, I don't have it all together. But there's some stuff I know. I know, three minutes after you think about something, he does it, that's not a coincidence. He wants to. He wants to bless you. But there may be something in the way. Well, what do I do? I want it out of the way. I want God. How many of y'all want God's favor in your life? First thing we do is get out the obstacles. Those things that's preventing him from having fellowship with us. Confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all of